Hey guys, welcome to the Fahim Mujahid podcast. I'm your host, Fahim Mujahid. I'm a mental conditioning and human performance coach, but more than that, I'm a father, husband, family member, and friend who draws a lot of inspiration and passion from pouring into other people. Listen, I've been on this journey of self-evolution myself, and I find that with each opportunity, if one's passionate enough, you can find ways to not only enrich the lives of others, but find your way to your true north. I find so much inspiration from growing and learning and doing whatever I can to expose my own wounds so that we can collectively heal together. What I want for this podcast is an opportunity for me to use it as my offering to shifting the energy, the focus, the consciousness of the world that we're all experiencing, the world that we're all living in. It's a place that I want to grow with you so that we can all grow and become the best versions of ourselves. Welcome all. So recently I was in a conversation with a client of mine and we were talking about being very uh, intentional about forecasting and, and setting up a, a six month game plan really identifying the things that he wanted to accomplish, um, the potential pitfalls that he saw um, that could have prevented him from achieving that set goal. So we started to see if we could lay the groundwork for um, being very intentional about preparing him mentally uh, to, be in this, to be able to be in the space that only helped him arrive at the goal, but to prepare for those things that he thought um, could potentially be landmines in the pursuit of it. And I and I talk about how important it is for us to do that because a lot of times what we end up doing is we end up putting things in place for us to accomplish whatever it is that we set out to accomplish. But if if we lack the ability to be able to forecast ahead and 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 realistically without having all the emotions associated with it see what some of the potential challenges could be in pursuit of said goal, then we're doing ourselves disservice. So at this time, me and this client, we were working through and exploring where those opportunities of some of those potential pitfalls could arise. And one thing I noticed that he started to do, and this is something that even he drew awareness to because he had brought it up, is that he continuously operated from the space of when and if. Not if, but when. Or not when, but if, right? So he kept referring to if. And he kept utilizing any opportunity he could to put forth this narrative of, if this doesn't happen, at least I'll know how to do that. If this doesn't happen, at least I'll be in a better position to do that. If this doesn't happen, at least I would, you know, garner a lot of um, value and respect from having the experience. And whereas I think that's a very powerful thing to, to, to acknowledge, you know, I told him I was just I was proud that he had already um, started working on developing the, the, the psychological infrastructure to help him be intentional about the meaning that he was going to choose from this experience. I was um, not surprised, but I was very proud of kind of coaching through or coaching with a client who had already done the hard work of establishing the story and the meaning that he was going to give to this experience um, regardless of how it panned out. And as, as, and as proud as I was to hear him reference that, the fact that he continuously felt the need to reference that, I wanted to draw awareness to that which you concentrate energy on, you expand. That which you focus on, you expand. So I kind of felt like 
when you overemphasize plan B, when you overemphasize how when plan A doesn't work out, this is what I do for plan B and plan C, then what you end up doing is instead of utilizing that creative power and that intensity and intentionality to plan A, you begin to start hedging your bet and start putting more of that energy, that concentration into plan B and plan C. So the first thing we have to do is clarify with one another, clarify with ourselves. If plan A is truly plan A, if it's the most ideal environment, ideal outcome for you in the pursuit of whatever it is that you're setting out to do, get very clear about that being the ideal situation. And I think even if you arrive at a place that says, all right, well, Fahim, you talk a lot about associating meaning to things. What's wrong with me kind of forecasting if it doesn't work out? This is the meaning I'm going to put towards that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But what I would say is if you arrive at that space, similar to where this person arrived at, then it's it's enough to be able to kind of like have that outline of how you think or how you want to be able to respond to that outcome and shelf it and put it to the side. Put it to the side and really get very intentional about making sure that you're not putting energy towards that unideal outcome. And instead, you have that on the back burner. So you know, okay, this is what I'm going to kind of utilize to help me construct the meaning and take and extract as much power as I can from this outcome not being the way I wanted it to be. But if you're constantly operating in a space of in between, then that means you're attracting energy and you're working and, and, and you're creating an outcome that's kind of in the middle, in between, it's, it's, it's duality, it's, it's, it's not integrity. Integrity is intended in, contact, in, in the context of um, arriving at oneness, right? So you wanna be within alignment and oneness of whatever that plan or that option A is for you. And I felt like one of the things I've seen on in my life personally, but also you do this work long enough, you find that there's usually a pattern that we all have at different places along our journey where sometimes that unideal situation becomes a lead story. It becomes um, the outcome that generates the most focus and concentration and generates the most creative energy and generates, right? So what we end up doing is we end up creating an existence that's not necessarily the outcome that's as ideal as what we desire. So what we have to begin to start doing is identifying where is that coming from? Where is that coming from? So as I'm working with this athlete and we're preparing for, okay, this is what I want to accomplish within the six, six months. And he could connect to from a place of connect emotionally and intelligently to why this outcome plan A was so ideal for him. Even having him talk about it, you can kind of see it, the excitement and the emotion in his voice. You can see it in his face, in his mannerisms, you can see it. It was, he couldn't, he couldn't help but express it. So when he connected that truth to the outcome, the desired outcome being that of plan A, it wasn't for the lack of its importance. It wasn't for the lack of, clearly it wasn't for the lack of necessarily being able to, being unable to be, to visualize him in that experience. And it wasn't for the lack of, okay, this is actually something that he wants to pursue. So then I said, okay, well, oftentimes it's been my experience 
is that if it's not that, then usually what it is is there's usually a disconnect in feeling as if what it is that we're in pursuit of is something that we're actually worthy of. So I started to kind of like explore, okay, well, is it a, is it, is it, is it, is it a self-belief thing? Can you see, can he see himself accomplishing these things that he wants to set out to accomplish? Right? Because we identify that this goal for plan A wasn't manufactured or it wasn't hand down to him by his parents or it wasn't given to him by someone else who says, hey, I want this goal for you. So then he kind of take, took it on and on his own or as his own, which if that would have been the case, we would have kind of worked through that. But we've, I was able to land on the fact that no, that genuine desire to accomplish plan A was a desire of his to accomplish plan A. So then we started to explore, then we started to explore worthiness. We started to explore personal, personal belief and whether or not he felt like he was someone that was worthy of accomplishing that goal and plan A that he had um, personalized for himself. The third thing that we explored, the third thing that we explored, which is a really big thing, which is a really big part of the breakthrough in this conversation or in this lesson or that he and I had was we had to, we arrived at a place where we had to land on the need that he had to continuously operate on a, on a space of if A doesn't work out, this is what I'll do for B and C. Is because quite frankly, it's safer for him to be able to do that. It takes a lot less emotional commitment, mental commitment, requires a lot less belief in oneself. So ultimately, it makes it easier for him to hedge his bet. It makes it easier for him to say if he or if or when he arrives at plan A not being the outcome that he desires, oh, well, I kind of knew it was a long shot. Or, oh, you know, I didn't really want it anyway. Or, oh, you know, again, I was always kind of thinking that plan B would be the way that I would go. So it's a much safer way to engage with the goals that you have in your life especially the ones that are psychologically and emotionally charged. So a part of him that continuously showed up to prevent him from ta- from really attaching a really sincere, strong desire and belief to outcome A was that in a lot of ways, he knew that the more he committed to it, the more he poured into it, the more emotional, um, the more emotional, uh, of a connection that he made to the vision of having plan A as an outcome, the more emotionally, psychologically, he would be impacted if plan A didn't didn't, didn't pan out. So what he began to start doing along his journey, and this is before we started exploring what this would look like, what he started to do along the way is he started to kind of take a little bit of those emotions and set it aside, take a little bit of the vision of seeing this being the outcome and start setting aside, right? It's almost like I draw this crazy analogy. It's almost, I I, I was raised in a family full of uh, six beautiful sisters. So we always had a lot of people at our house. If it wasn't for us, it was us and our friends. And I remember that one, one day I remember having something that I knew everyone at the house would want, right? I think it was like a snack or I don't know what it was, right? So 
I found myself as I got closer and as I got closer to my house on my walk back with my friend, I saw myself, he and I, we started to consume as much as we could before we got to the house. So that we had less to sacrifice, we had less to give up, we had less to feel as if um, it was required for us to give the others when we arrived at, at the house. Although it's a crazy analogy, he was doing in a lot of ways the same thing. As he was going on his path, he was finding ways to dump off emotion, dump off the vision that he has for himself and accomplishing that goal, dump off the importance of him arriving at that goal, dump off the belief of himself arriving at that goal. So when he arrived at the, the, when he arrived at the timeline where the decision would have been made whether or not plan A will be plan A or whether or not to fall on plan B or plan C, he would be less impacted because he had surrendered certain aspects of that belief that psychological commitment, the emotional commitment along the way. So what we had to first communicate is that that too is also creating um, and attracting that desired outcome in a way that really kind of, it, it, it really puts you against yourself. Because if, if the work that you and I are doing is really trying to grow roots and really have an impact, what we have to do is we have to explore the impact that you're having on that manifestation or that impact that you're having on creating the environment that's conducive of that outcome in all ways, in all areas. So if you've already started developing a practice, not to mention what you say, right? We're not going to talk about your words right now. But if you've already developed a habit and a pattern of downloading or dumping off certain elements of belief, certain elements of the vision that you should have or that you want to have arriving at that goal, certain certain elements of the commitment, the sincere commitment, emotional commitment to that. If you've already developed that habit and that practice of doing that, then it doesn't matter the work that we do in trying to crystallize and clarify plan A because you're already manufacturing and gravitating towards the outcome of plan B. So no matter how much lip service you and I do, no matter how much we uncover, if we don't get to the root of not only your current level of belief, but the habits that you have in place that's indicative of the outcome being something other than what you want the outcome to be, then what we're doing is we're running in circles. So it's not enough to one, clarify whether or not this goal is a driving goal for the person that you're working with. You then have to shift into, you then have to shift into having more bold and brave conversations of worthiness. You also then have to shift into having bold and brave conversations, right? About the, the potentiality of this being something that would bring itself a significant amount of loss if you were able to fully invest everything you can into this being an outcome. And if you really want to explore it even deeper, then you then you begin to start having the language or the conversation around when when would this when was this habit passed to you? When was this habit something that you saw, whether it was in your community, whether it was in your well-intended parents, whether it was something that was communicated within our societal um, cultural contract that we have, be a part of the life that we're experiencing right now? Where did you learn to develop this as a tool? Where did you see that? Where did you see this as being something that could serve you because it, because it either served someone that you witnessed or your perception of what you witnessed in someone else. So where did you pick that up? 
where did where did you pick that up? So that's where he and I got to work. And we've been working ever since. We've been working ever since. And what I love about what fascinates me the most about this work is that it's not a him thing, it's a it's a us thing. Some of us are in a space in our lives where we want to be a bit more brave with that conversation. Some of us are in a life or a place in our life where we're not even willing to acknowledge all the stuff that's going on under the surface. We rather just stick to, oh well no, you know, plan B, you know, you gotta have a plan B, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not hedging anything. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's right. So we're at different spaces, but we're all wrestling the same things to one de- in one degree or the other. So the reason why I always feel like I want this podcast to be something that allows me an opportunity to share something that resonates and shows up either in my sessions or in my personal life is because I know that it'll land the way in which I powerfully intended to land for the person that needs to hear it when they need to hear it. So here's my challenge to you. And this is something that I challenged myself on recently. And I, and I had to be, I had to be courageous enough to see where I wasn't being consistent. But here's my challenge to you. Identify a goal that you have. Put no limits on this goal that you have. Take this goal and don't allow it to go through the filter of whether or not this goal makes sense, whether or not this goal is too big or whether or not this goal is even possible. Like crystallize and clarify a goal that you have. Identify the reasons behind that being a goal. After that, ask yourself, do you feel like you're at a space where you feel yourself actually being worthy of accomplishing that goal? Whatever that goal may be. Yes or no. Land on land on land on whether or not you believe you can actually see yourself manifesting the outcome of that goal. The third thing is try to see if there's certain ways in which you're operating now, even while you're in a pursuit of that goal that has you operating from a space more of hedging that bet more of dumping off certain elements of that emotion and that commitment. So when the outcome or if the outcome doesn't go in your way or lean in your favor, you feel as if there's less of an emotional charge that would come from that being the outcome. See if that's the case for you. And if it's not great for me, I definitely saw even in even in the things that I'm working through, I, I saw some places where that could land and I could resonate with that. So then I started to do a little bit of brave work on myself. Right. So only only, you know, if you're at that space in your life, only, you know, your truth, only, you know, if there's an opportunity for you to be brave in that space and start having those kind of conversations as to why that's an operating system for you. And we'll explore how to debunk and how to reverse engineer that. But I think my call to you or my action to you is to just kind of take your goals or take whatever the vision you have for yourself, the remaining of this year or next year or six months from now, two years from now really crystallize your goal and then ask yourself and see if you can see yourself in the light of manifesting that. If that belief that you have in yourself is something that you can already envision yourself obtaining that. And then if you've already started to emotionally, psychologically kind of dump off some of those, some, some, some of the emotional and psychological charge, a commitment of that level would require so that the outcome, if it landed in a space that didn't necessarily benefit you or was conducive of what your outcome would be, you'd be less impacted. Because if you're doing that, you're creating and adding a focus and attention to the outcome. That's any outcome that's un, that's that's not the ultimate desired outcome. You're working against yourself. 
All right, guys. See you ball. Think ball. Cheers.